0: Welcome to In Conversation with ZigVag, the podcast adding a little more color to your day. Today we are joined by Dr. Daniel Drachner, Head of Technology in ZigVag's Tobacco Business Unit. In the past, we've spoken about plastic packaging on previous episodes, but for this episode we are going to switch it up a little bit and focus on fiber-based packaging. Today we'll be discussing ZigVag's membership to the Forever Green Forum and also end-of-life scenarios for fiber-based packaging. Daniel, welcome and thanks for joining me today. So can you give our listeners just a brief introduction to you and your role at Siegwerk? Hello and
1: a warm welcome to this episode of In Conversation also from my side. And Carla, thank you very much for the kind invitation and introduction about my person and my role at Siegwerk. I'm a chemist from education and joined Siegwerk 18 years ago, back in 2003. And I started my career in Siegwerk's print media division and held several technology roles in publication Gravure and web offset business units. Since five years, I am responsible for the Tobacco technology team, which includes the application technology and technology development labs in Siegburg and Arberg. Additionally, we coordinate the technology activities for the global tobacco community at Siegberg. Amongst them also the whole sustainability and circular packaging topics. And here we are very active and a lot of projects are going on also in the tobacco packaging um, business. And our focus here is the development of barrier coatings, increasing the use of renewable raw materials in our products and optimizing the recyclability, de-inkability of inks and varnishes.
0: Great. So you are the perfect expert for today. So let's start with the Forever Green initiative. And you are the person within the company that is spearheading Ziegwerk's involvement in this initiative. So can you tell me what are the objectives for this initiative and also why you think it was important for Ziegwerk to be involved here?
1: The Forever Green initiative Carla, is a cross-industry alliance with the aim to perfect the circularity of fiber-based packaging in order to contribute to a climate-neutral and sustainable society. There is a quantitative goal, and this is to raise the overall recycling rate of fiber-based packaging to 90% by 2030. Today. Just to give you a number, the overall paper recycling rate in Europe is between 70 and 80%. Forever Green was originally founded by the members of the Confederation of the European Paper Industry, (Cepi). Today, it counts 67 members representing the whole packaging supply chain, including technology providers, paper and board industry, chemical suppliers like Siegwerk, packaging converters, brand owners, and companies from the waste management industry. Siegwerk is the first and only ink supplier in this initiative. Beneath me, also my colleagues from the SheetFed and Paper and Board Business Units are heavily involved here and representing the whole fiber-based community at Siegwerk. Why it was important for us to join Forever Green. At Siegwerk, we understand ourselves as an enabler of circular packaging solutions. Furthermore, we acknowledge that enabling circularity is a cross-industry approach. The Forever Green initiative perfectly fits to these ambitions. We can contribute with our know-how to support and enable circular packaging solutions, and we can interact with a variety of stakeholders of the value chain. Another point is that the current paperization trend we see in the industry, will increase the relevance of paper as packaging substrate. Therefore, it makes absolutely sense to engage in this initiative, focusing on fiber-based packaging.
0: Absolutely agree. As you've touched on now, the amount of fiber-based packaging is growing, and partly this is due to its reputation as the more sustainable option for packaging, which we know is not always the case, but that is a topic for a different day and a different podcast. But part of this reputation is that fiber-based packaging has an established recycling infrastructure, but that possible end-of-life scenarios are more complex than that. So can you walk me through those various end-of-life scenarios and the challenges associated with them?
1: So yes, Carla, you are absolutely right. There is an established recycling infrastructure um, for paper and board um, substrates. In general, we distinguish between two major different recycling streams for material printed on fabric based substrates. First, there is a so-called mechanical recycling stream, and second, there is the so-called de-inking stream. How do these processes differentiate and what kind of printed matter is processed via these two streams? In the mechanical recycling stream, paper is repulped and screened in order to remove impurities. Important from ink point of view is that there is no separation from ink particles from the paper fibers. Therefore, the ink remains on the fiber. The result of this recycling stream is a brownish fiber, which is mainly used for corrugated board. Today, almost all cardboard packaging, no matter if it was printed on board made from virgin or recycled fibers, is processed via this mechanical recycling stream. In contrast to that, the de inking stream includes an additional flotation step. In this flotation step, ink particles are separated from the paper fibers. Flotation is based on a rather simple principle. In this process, air bubbles adhere to hydrophobic particles and uplift them. And this poses some prerequisites on the ink particles to be deinkable. They have to be hydrophobic, and they have to be of a certain size for a successful flotation. And as a result of this deinking stream, we obtain a whitish fiber, and which can be used for high-quality applications. Currently, mostly graphical paper from commercial printing like magazines, catalogs, and advertisement leaflets um, is processed via this route. So we can summarize as follows. Cardboard packaging is just mechanically recycled and printed matter from commercial printing is mainly the inked. And from this fact, a challenge arises. This challenge is that we might face A lack of supply with virgin fibers in the inking stream. Why is that important? It is important because you cannot recycle and reuse a paper fiber endlessly. You can do it for six to seven cycles. And therefore, a constant supply of virgin fibers in the recycling stream is necessary. With nearly only commercial printing products, in the de-inking stream and the decreasing market of commercial printing due to the fact that we consume advertisement and news online, we might face a lack of supply with virgin fibers. And therefore, we need to ensure that also paper and board from the mechanical recycling stream enters the de-inking stream.
0: That is Really, really interesting, and I think a lot of people didn't know that, and we don't realize that our addiction to our screens actually has an impact on this process. But how is Ziegwerk addressing all of these challenges you just mentioned and enabling circularity in these end-of-life scenarios?
1: There are mainly two routes and two prerequisites how to address this challenge. On the one hand, we have to optimize the sorting process of fiber-based packaging to enable it to enter the deinking stream. That is one part. And the second part is that we need to ensure that our inks and varnishes are fully deinkable. So what are we currently doing to solve these challenges? Regarding the optimization of the sorting process, Siegwerk is engaged in the so-called Holy Grail 2.0 initiative. This is also a cross-industry initiative and it is about to apply digital watermarks on the packaging which includes a variety of information about the packaging itself for example the packaging material this information combined with the right detection devices should enable an optimized sorting process prior to recycling and here we could think of to apply digital watermarks on fiber based packaging to be sorted in the de-inking stream. To solve the second part of the challenge, the de-inkability topic, we are constantly working on improving the de-inkability of our inks and varnishes. De-inkability is strongly dependent on ink technology, ink chemistry, and ink formulation. Just to give you an example, radiation-curing inks like UV LED inks which are used in sheet-fed offset printing, are known to be difficult to de-ink because they form large particles in the curing process. And when you look back, the size of the particles is prerequisite to enable the flotation process and the separation of the ink particles from the fibers. And here we have been able, as one of the first ink suppliers, to provide and commercialize UV LED ink series which are fully deinkable. A second example are our so-called printed premium metallic inks. These inks are able to replace metallized substrates or hot foil applications. And here we have conducted a deinkability study and this study shows that also those printed premium metallic inks are fully deinkable. Here we can offer an important contribution to circular and fully recyclable packaging solutions to replace laminates with printed solutions.
0: That's really interesting. I think many people would probably not think about all the technical requirements in terms of the inks. I mean, we spoke in the past for polymers about de-inking primers, and, but the inks and have to be optimized too. So that's really fascinating. Back to the Forever Green project or the alliance, as you said before, it consists of a variety of organizations and everything from research institutions, packaging producers, technology providers, recyclers, and so much more. What are the benefits to working in such a collaborative and cross-industry initiative?
1: For me, working in such an environment has a lot of benefits. Just to give you some examples. First of all, and I mentioned it already in the beginning, a multilateral approach is needed to create circularity in the packaging industry. Furthermore, it gives us the opportunity to establish connections to companies and people from other industry. For example, At Forever Green, we interact with several FMCG brand owners, which can help to open doors for our brand owner collaboration team to market our products and solutions. Or, this is the second example, to strengthen our relationship to paper and board makers. Paper and board makers are experts when it's about paper coating. And this can help us to develop our and further drive our barrier coating activities. Last but not least, I think it is important to hear and learn from other value chain partners about their perspectives on the circularity of fiber-based packaging.
0: Absolutely. So if somebody is listening to this and you want to chat to an expert from Siegwerk about how we can make your fiber-based packaging more circular and utilize these solutions, then please do get in touch. I think that's all we have time for today. So firstly, I would just really like to thank you, Daniel. Thank you so much for being here and for a really, really interesting conversation.
1: Thank you very much. It was my pleasure.
0: Great. And thank you so much to our listeners. Keep an eye out for future episodes.